Hi, I'm Jen Giffen from Shooks and Gift, the podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Well, why don't I love what I'm doing? I, I should love it. It's what I've always wanted to do. Why don't I love it? Um, and then to reach for something more sometimes feels like bad. Like I, I, I should just be grateful with what I have. And then on the flip side, when you're reaching for more and you're not there yet, to be happy with where you are. So it, it's a huge balance and I'm figuring it out every day. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper and the educators on this podcast are brave enough to share their stories of burnout with the world. On BIT, we get real, we get honest, and we take action. Action against the burnout with stories from burned out teachers, advice from experts, and actionable steps you can take today to beat the burnout and become a happier, more fulfilled human being. Let's get started. Hey there, Burned In Teachers. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, your host, and this is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support for teachers dealing with burnout. And I don't know about you, but man, it has been hard to focus on my goals these last couple of days. It's been beautiful outside. And that is rare. It's been like high 60s, low 70s these last few days. And it's been hard for me to focus. In addition to the fact that our daughters get done with school around 11, uh, Jeff is, you know, principaling from home and he gets done, you know, early afternoon, mid-afternoon. And I am really sometimes struggling with focusing. And it's also been really hard to continue to eat healthily and stay in my routine of staying active in the morning and or the afternoon. It's been easier to eat comfort food. It's been easier to just hang out and chill uh, with the girls and Jeff. Um, I will say since it's been nice, um, especially for you know early April, we did go on a bike ride the other day. I've been running more often. But I thought, what a perfect episode to launch my interview with Holly Thompson, where we talk about initiating lasting change. And I think this is going to be a great episode for those teachers out there who are listening who are burned and bored. Her story is phenomenal. And for me, somebody who needs some inspiration to keep going and to do things differently when things are getting hard, this is perfect. She's got an incredible story, but if you, first of all, if your ears perked up and said, what? Burned and bored? What are you talking about? You've got to go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz and take my free six-question, three-minute or less quiz to help you determine what type of burnout you're dealing with. So if, of course, you're not driving, pause this podcast, go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz, answer the six questions, you're going to get a result of either burned and bored, burned and unbalanced, or burned and over it. You may not have known this, but there are actually three different types of burnout. Not only that, but you could be a different stage of burnout. So if you're listening and you're like, Amber, I know my burnout. I am burned and unbalanced. I, I took the quiz a year ago. Take it again. Because I have uh, customized the quiz 
to fit our current situation with teaching from home, teaching virtually. I've also customized your results and your action steps to match the current situation, our current reality. Also, the cheat sheet is no more. It was too overwhelming. You know, when you know better, you do better. And so instead, I have created an ebook, a free ebook for you. It's called Stages. And what it does is it's going to help you to know what to say, think, and feel in order for you to move from stage, possibly stage zero, where you are totally burned out, all the way through stages one, two, three, four, all the way to stage five, which is burned in. So Again, go to burnedinteacher.com slash burnout quiz. And I'm encouraging everybody to take the quiz again because our reality is different, our burnout may be different, and your results are definitely going to be different. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest today. Holly is a full-time elementary school librarian near Minneapolis, Minnesota, and has been teaching for 11 years. For the past four years, though, she's also been helping teachers to take care of their health and nutrition and fitness. And... I cannot think of a more appropriate interview to, to share with you today than this interview with Holly. She's so inspirational. She's got a phenomenal story that will help you to be grateful for every single day that we're on this earth. However, on the flip side, as you heard in the intro, she's also going to talk about her desire for more and how it's okay to want more for ourselves. It's okay to want a challenge. It's okay for us to move the goalpost, but it's also time for us to take a deep breath, appreciate where we are, and know that better is to come as long as we continue to initiate that lasting change every single day. And if you don't know what I'm talking about by initiate lasting change, well, that is I in Burned In. And that's last week's episode. So go back and listen to episode 64, all about initiating lasting change and what it means to set your priorities and then make that time in your calendar, in your daily schedule to take small but really important action steps towards your goals. Okay? So without further ado, I am ready for some inspiration to help me stay focused on my long-term goals by initiating lasting change with Holly Thompson. And I know you are too. Let's go. Holly, thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate you coming and sharing your story with the listeners of the podcast. I am so honored that you asked me to be here. When I've been listening to your podcast for a while, probably since the beginning of like last summer, um, I just, I'm drawn to it and I recommend it all the time to my people because it's so, I think we have similar visions, mm -hmm. um, just in a slightly different way. So super yeah. honored to be here. Well, it is my pleasure to have you here. You know, I found you on Instagram. I'm so inspired by your stories, by your passion and your enthusiasm um, for igniting, you know, and activating physical health um, for, for teachers. And I just, I really felt compelled to invite you on the podcast. So can you tell us a little bit about what it is that you do now in education? I am a elementary school librarian. Uh, I'm in a school with uh, preschool through sixth grade near Minneapolis and I love it. I've been a librarian for, this is my 11th year, and I've spent the last 10 years in one district, one elementary school. And just last year, uh, my position was, the funding was cut a little bit, and so I decided to jump districts, which is different, and I work closer to my home. So still close to Minneapolis, but a lot closer to my home, and I'm just loving the community here, sharing books with kids, um, helping them learn digital citizenship, um, and a lot of schools don't have school librarians, so I'm super excited to 
have this position. I think it's the best job ever. Yeah, that's awesome. So I was reading in your, um, just in some information about you that, um, that like you just said, it was an unexpected change, Mm -hmm. um, but it was a change that you chose to make. Is that correct? Sort of. Yes, it was in the end for sure. I was told that my position was being cut and I would have to choose whether to take a pay cut or move schools within the district, which I was a continuing contract teacher. You know, they would make provisions for me for that. And then this email kind of popped into my email box that was a lot closer to my house. And I thought, you know, I have some control here. So I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And I honestly and truly believe um, that I was called here. What they were looking for is exactly what I wanted to be doing. And I wasn't feeling that way in my old job, but I didn't necessarily realize it. Mm. And when I got here and was able to just be my complete, total, crazy self um, and follow my passion, it feels effortless. Um, And I wasn't feeling that before. So sometimes that change that you didn't really think you wanted turns out to be exactly the thing you needed and should be happening next. Oh my goodness. Preach it girl. That is, I I agree with that so much. Change can be really scary. Um, And sometimes for other people, uh, for me, I I love change, but it can still be a little intimidating, but you know, you never know until you try, right? Nope. So I also, you know, in addition to being a full-time school librarian, you are also um, very uh, passionate about the health of educators. In fact, you have a website um, dedicated called happyhealthyteacher.com. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. I do. Yep. So can you, and, and this can go in any direction you want as far as this part of the conversation. So was that site something that you created out of burnout where you burned and bored and needing something else? Or was this just something that you were just really passionate about and decided to, um, to pursue? Um, I'm going to try to layer the answers to that question in the right way. So it didn't start that way. I wasn't feeling burnt out at work, but as a mom of two little kids and a teacher full time, um, I wasn't feeling very healthy. Mm -hmm. So I joined my friend um, in her challenge group because honestly, I knew like, I mean, I know your listeners will resonate with this. I was getting observed and someone took a video of me and I saw the video and I was like, that's what I look like. And I weighed 40 pounds more than I do now. And I am five feet tall. So I went from a size 14 to a size four. And that's that's significant. That is very significant. It was only about six months after I'd had my baby. So there was, you know, some, some of that included Mm -hmm. in that, Mm -hmm. but I was like, I would drive past the gym every day with my babies in the car. And I would be like, I should really stop, but I don't want to put them in daycare for another hour while I go do that. Um, So I'm just not going to go. I'll go over the weekend. And clearly that doesn't work well when you're only working out or eating well um, once a week. And so a friend of mine dropped this opportunity for this online accountability challenge group thing. And she was a coworker of mine, also a teacher in the school I was working in. And I was like, I know that she'll kick my buns if I join her. And that's kind of what I need. So I joined her group. I started losing weight. I started feeling really good. And part of the program is personal development. Mm -hmm. And so I hadn't really um, gotten into reading books about self-help or self-care yet and lots of middle grade fiction but not as much uh, self-care so that was part of it and so throughout this shortish journey 
um, she asked if I wanted to share it with other people too. And I was like, well, yeah, like, why not? And people were asking me what I was doing. So it kind of just grew organically. Um, and actually in our business, I just heard somebody say I'm an accidental leader. Like I didn't go out looking for this, mm -hmm. but what it ended up doing outside of the health part of it, which is the most important part. But when I would feel at work, like I wasn't being fulfilled, I had coaching to back up. So it was like, okay, I, I'm not loving this today. You know, it's feeling icky for, you know, two weeks or three weeks and I'm not loving it. I'm feeling bored, um, feeling like I don't have any power. Kids are crazy in my classroom, in my library. I can't handle it. But then I would go home and plug into coaching. And similarly, when things might not be going well for coaching, oh, the, you know, this group of people isn't really doing their work. Like I really want them to be just like kids, right? When we're trying to get kids to do what we want them to do and they're not doing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. And so when I would have that going on in my challenge groups, then I felt like I would pour more into teaching and it just became and still is this really fun yin and yang balance of the side hustle and the full-time job. And I honestly can't imagine getting rid of either of them because it's, it just kind of happened. Yeah. So it's really interesting. So I have so many questions to ask you, but, um, and even part, you had a story on Instagram the other day and you said, there are some times where I just, I don't, I, I love what I do, but I just sometimes find myself wanting more. And I was the, and this was after I invited you to be on yeah. the podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder if she's taken the teacher burnout quiz. Have you ever taken it before? I haven't and I, I should. But well, I, I mean, typically if you're not burned out, you probably won't take it unless you're just curious because people yeah, just yeah, love yeah. quizzes, right? But I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'll bet she is burned and bored. Like you just love a challenge. Would that be safe to say? I think that there are times that I am. Yes, for mm -hmm. sure. Like right now I'm in my new school, I'm doing my new thing. And so I'm not necessarily bored right now. I'm very excited, but there definitely was a time, um, in my old school where like I would sit at my desk and be like, okay what do I do next? Mm. I guess I'm going to teach this lesson for the third time to kindergarten for the fourth year in a row and read the <laughs> same story. And I did kind of lose that spark a little bit and coaching mm. definitely gave me that. Um, I also feel like from that story, I just talked about how we feel guilty then. Well, why don't I love what I'm doing? I, I should love it. It's what I've always wanted to do. Why don't I love it? Um, and then to reach for something more sometimes feels like, bad. Like I, I, I should just be grateful with what I have. And then on the flip side, when you're reaching for more and you're not there yet to be happy with where you are. So it, it's a huge balance and I'm figuring it out every day. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Marie Forleo says it's okay to be multi-passionate. And I think sometimes, yeah, sometimes you feel like, you know, people say, find your passion, follow your passion. If you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. I don't know if I buy that because there are things about every job. There are things about running burned in teacher that I do not enjoy. It's not totally. fun. <laughs> I mean, owning your own business is very difficult and there are things that I love about it, but there are things that are just hard or they just suck, you yep. know? And, uh, and, and it's funny because this goes right along with my assumption that you, um, that you could be a little burned and bored sometimes is that what I suggest to teachers who are burned and bored is this doesn't mean you have to make an entire career change and quit teaching right. at a side hustle. What is something yes. else that lights you up? You know, yes. you can, 
you would be amazed. And I mean, right now you're, you're a total testimony to this, doing something outside of a job that right now is just kind of maybe meh, I'm like going through the motions. I'm good at it. I've got good systems, but I'm just, I need a challenge. Sometimes adding that little, you know, a little spice on the outside of that can, it can absolutely change your perspective on what you do every day. And for me, it also changed my teaching. Mm. So I ended up going to, because of coaching, I'm kind of moving into the mindfulness space. And I ended up going to a workshop about mindfulness for teachers, essentially. Mm-hmm. And now I've brought in yoga into the library and using, um, you know, mindful cards to have kids breathe, you know, just on their transitions in and out. And it's kind of, re- it reignited. And it was doing this at the end of last year too, just reigniting my passion and giving me new ideas Mm. for what I wanted to do there. So yeah, absolutely. It not just, I think for me, it doesn't just give me something to look forward to at the end of the day, but it's infused itself into what I do in the classroom as well. Yeah. And now help me also to understand when you say coaching, are you a beach body coach? I am. Yes. Okay. Okay. I, and I'm curious about this because I do beach body on demand almost every single day and I'm not a coach. I'm not a coach, but I am one of those people that, um, well, number one, I'm an ugly sweater. Like I'm not somebody who (laughs) can go to a gym and like, I, sometimes I've gone to a gym and I'm like, oh my gosh, all of these people showered and put on makeup before they came here. And I like get up right away in the morning and I go straight to the basement. That's number one, number one thing that I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same routine. I've been doing it now for almost 10 years. Um, and not Beach Body on Demand, but um, I used to do like T25 Insanity. Yes. I had the DVDs. Yes. Uh, and then whenever Beach Body on Demand came out, I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And it just offers so much freedom and choice. And yes. yeah, yes. So I could yes. definitely advocate for it being a fantastic option. And for 99 bucks a year. Right. It's right. I know. So affordable. I, yes. So I was, it allowed me to ditch my gym membership mm-hmm. and do my workouts when I first started doing them, when I needed to lose weight, like back to that part. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, um, would put dinner in the oven and mm-hmm. then run downstairs while, you know, my little one was sleeping. My husband was playing with my older one or whatever, or even if he was gone and they were just watching TV, you know, mm-hmm. I was downstairs doing my workout while dinner was cooking. And it was like the family didn't even notice that I was doing something else versus for me going to the gym. I still sometimes miss my step class. Like that's really fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I found so much joy in the online part of the accountability groups that I've, it's just faded into the background and I've gotten better results than I did from a personal trainer. So I'm just, I just think that this is such a great solution for busy teachers. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping everyone I know to make their day easier. Yes, 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 yes. And we will share all of your resources in the show notes and definitely give you all kinds of shout outs so people know about you because I think it's different too to um to get fitness help sometimes, you know, like having a personal trainer or going to a gym where you're maybe working out in isolation. Um but to to work out and have um inspiration and coaching from somebody who is also an educator is I think that adds an extra layer of empowerment. Well, in so many of my um, group, people in my groups are also teachers. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have a few that aren't, but most are. And Mm -hmm. so they'll be like, conference is weak. The struggle is real. You know, I need healthy snacks or I'm just, I'm not doing my workout today. I'm doing two on Saturday because it's conferences week or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, you know, the first week of school is always so draining. And, and so we work with that. Um, and we're just all together, uh, doing it together. I love it. I love it. So in the theme of 
initiating lasting change yes. because taking care of you yourself physically and mentally and emotionally like this, um, it's, it does, it creates a ripple effect of changes in your life. But I have to ask you this, because if you know anything about the burned in process, process, initiating lasting change builds off of determine your long-term goals. Yes. So it's all about daily. It's all about yes. daily and weekly and monthly action toward those goals. So I have to ask you, because I know there are a lot of listeners out there going, yeah, but she doesn't understand how busy I am. I'm so, mm -hmm. so, so busy. There's no possible way. Can you sort of, uh, let us into how it is? I mean, do you have, how do you schedule, you know, how do you, do you do blocking or batching? Do you sit down each weekend? Do you have like a routine that you follow, um, to help you to do all of this work? The excellent question. And I was actually listening to your, um, I don't remember which number it is, very recent this morning on scheduling and being out by four and what you do before and after. And I haven't finished it yet, but I was like, yes. So I am going to send all my people to listen to that because that's <laughs> also um, the kind of thing that I don't have to tell them. I'm like, listen to Amber, she's got you. So <laughs> yes, um, I my the holy grail is a blocked schedule that I have everything written out and done. Um, and it doesn't always turn out that way. No. I think I do more. Um, I often use the best self journal and I could put that in the show notes too. I didn't plan yeah. on talking about it necessarily, but, um, it really guided me through the beginning of learning to just set my three priorities for the day mm -hmm. and kind of start that blocking time. Um, but you know, if the rest of the day goes to heck in a handbasket, mm -hmm. you, I know that I've done the most important things. And so I am not a morning person, but I read the miracle morning and uh -huh. it convinced me to try it. And when I realized it wasn't just a workout, that it was a time for me to like center myself with, you know, a minute of silence. It doesn't have to be 10, a minute of silence. Um, you, I always craved more. So I started it and all of a sudden I went from being super angry at my kids when I would wake up like bleary eyed and walk into their room and get them out of bed to now I've already been up for about an hour to an hour and a half and I'm awake, I'm dressed, I've already done my workout, um, I've drank my Energize, I'm feeling awesome and then, and I go and grab my kids and start getting them ready to go. Yes. So getting that morning routine of health first because I, I can tell the story of, I have a story about why I absolutely believe that health is more important than anything else. So I get on a kind of a little soapbox about, you're going to tell me that family is most important. And then you're going to tell me that school is the most important, but your health is more important than both of those things. Mm -hmm. I know that I've already taken care of that. So it doesn't really matter what else I've done in the day. Yeah. I'm also grateful that I have kind of a half an hour pocket after my husband and son leave that my daughter gets herself ready. She's in second grade. She gets herself ready. And then I have like 30 minutes to do those tasks for coaching that I don't love. I mm -hmm. do those first. Yes. So Eat the too. frog. Eat the so, frog, yes. right? <laughs> that was the first personal development book I read was Eat the frog. <laughs> so get that stuff done first. And then, you know, well, then in the afternoon after school, if I can grab 15 minutes to check in with my challenge group or make a social post or do an Instagram story, then I kind of do that on the side. Mm -hmm. And I am pretty good. I'm very fortunate. Um, my library job, I'm flexibly scheduled, so I don't do prep time. 
and I can manage my work in the time that I have mostly contract time. Sometimes mm -hmm. I come in early, sometimes I stay late, but for the most part, that's really solid. So it's that two little kids, husband has a really chaotic schedule. There might be a meeting. I have to pick up two instead of one, all of those changes, but that five to five thirty AM wake up before they get up at six thirty, six forty five is everything. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's where I start. Does that answer it? Oh, absolutely. So everything I'm hearing about what you're, you're talking about is, is so true and so on point. So you're talking about the create the dream, create the schedule of your dreams. Yes. Um, yes. yes that one. Um, and so I do, I talk a little bit about out the door by four, but I really do talk also about, you know, if you really want to create change in your life, you have to start with a vision and then you have to move to the plan. Mm -hmm. And what you're talking about here your every day, the day to day, having your top three. And sometimes, you know, sometimes your day goes the way you want it to go. And sometimes it doesn't. That's the daily discipline and intention. Yes, absolutely. And that's the hard stuff. So it tell is. me, is it always easy to just hop out of bed at five in the morning? Oh, no. No. It's sort of close. <laughs> Today <laughs> was a struggle for myself, me. It's going to suck worse if I keep laying here. Just mm -hmm. get up. Just get up. I mean, I have. I hit snooze. I try to do Mel Robbins five second rule. I was That's just going to say that is what I go to every time is the five second rule. One, five, four, three, two, one, get the heck out of bed. <laughs> and I need to practice that more. I often hit snooze, but I give, I've built myself enough time mm -hmm. that I can kind of do that. And some days I hop right out of bed and honestly, I will say straight up, it always depends on what time I get to sleep the night before. If mm -hmm. I go to bed on time, which is nine, between 9 and 9.30 the night before, getting out of bed at 5 is so much easier than even 9.30 to 10. Yep. So if I can make sure that my phone is off, my I put the Calm app on, and I'm laying on the pillow before 9.30, then it makes a huge difference. Mm -hmm. so. I agree. And, and for those of you out here who are listening and you're saying 9.30, are you kidding me? There's no possible way. I'm working until 11, 11.30 at night. Um, I challenge you to listen to that episode. I want to say it's episode 58. Um, but it's all about really reassessing where and how you're spending your time because that is something that you do have control over. And you budget if you budget it, just like hopefully you're budgeting your money, then you, you will make the time if it's important enough or otherwise you, you make excuses. And sometimes that, that's hard to say because I don't want to offend anybody or hurt anybody's feelings, but it really is kind of a gut check thing to really look at. Um, so I'm sure as you started to build fitness in your life, you had to really reassess. I mean, obviously you started getting up earlier, so that's, that's always an option as well. Yes, I definitely, and I heard you talking about the process of eliminating things. There were some committees that I was on with organizations that I love. I'm in a sorority, and the Alumni Association is so fun, and I was like, I don't need to be the one planning the events anymore, mm -hmm. so that was one thing that I was like, it doesn't really match my goals of helping people with their health and fitness and helping my students be awesome library media citizens and helping my family grow to be the awesome people they are too. So it sounds like you have personal mission statements. Yeah. Yeah. Do say that again. It sounds like you have personal mission statements that you I come do, back to. I, I, I need to memorize them, but I do. <laughs> That's so cool. I write them down. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, that is, um, understand your teacher brand. You, you have yeah. personal mission statements that you can come back to. That's yes. incredible. So 
we only have a few more minutes here and I really would love for you, if you're comfortable to share this story that made health and wellness so, um, so, so, um, what's my word important why you're so passionate about it. It sounds like you have a really impactful story to share there. I, yes. Um, I will start just in the fall of 2000. Well, so my son was born in the fall of 2015 and I saw that video of myself around spring of 2016 and I started this health and fitness journey then. So it was like April, May, 2016. Mm -hmm. I started to watch myself get healthier um, in like July, I noticed I was going down pant sizes. The dream was happening. At that same time, we were also losing my husband's best friend, the best man in our wedding to cancer. Mm -hmm. And so while my family um, was going and, and not to call them out necessarily, but where most people, I guess I should say even more, the old Holly would have gone home, drank wine with my husband and ate chocolate and instead, because I was already within this health and wellness journey, I started listening to audiobooks and podcasts about grief. And so instead of filling my soul with wine and food, um, I actually felt my soul with what it really needed, which was the language to understand what the people even closer to Brian were feeling and going through. So I could understand my own feelings and theirs and help me through that. And so that happened um, right in the fall of 2016. And unfortunately, he lost his battle on my birthday in 2016 in October. In November of 2017, I suffer from a other weird um, condition where my spinal fluid doesn't regulate properly. I've had it for years. It's well regulated with medication, no big deal. But my doctor that I go to regular checkups said he didn't like the MRI or he didn't like what he saw because I had already lost weight. And usually it's resolved in weight loss. So he was sending me for an MRI. And in November of 2016, one month after we went through this incredible grief journey and are still grieving, I found out that I had five brain tumors. The only word that I heard the doctor say was benign because my only perspective is cancer. So I called my husband and had to tell him that they found tumors, they're benign. They think that one might need to come out. We need to see more specialists. And, and so that perspective gave me the strength to get through that journey. Mm -hmm. We ended up, I was able to be treated at the Mayo Clinic. We got second opinions. Um, I was already on a health journey. And so two parts of that, when I was in the room to have one tumor removed, um, the guy next to me was definitely older, definitely not healthy in the rest of his body. And he was also getting some sort of brain surgery that day. And just hearing the partner that was with him talk about the walker and how slow he had to move and the swollen ankles and all of these other complications that he had, I just sat in my chair and I was like, I have amazing strength. I get up and walk. I, I have zero health issues. They're going to take this tumor out. It's going to be awful for a period of time, but I'm okay. And so I went into surgery. I don't recommend it for anyone if you don't need it. Um, they did a full craniotomy and had to remove one tumor near my optic nerve. The others were radiated and we just wait and watch. So the, that hashtag scanxiety is real. That really is real. Mm -hmm. um, I get nervous every single year. But the, the story that makes me, that really made me understand how important health is above everything else 
is after my surgery, I was in intensive care for a night and then was in my room recovering, like just a bright sunshiny room and laying there with my big head, you know, bandages on and it, on a ton of pain medication. And I was so excited to see my kids. They were one and a half and five at the time. And I just wanted to see them and I wanted to hug them. And they came into the room, my husband brought them in the room and they had, they had so much energy and they were running all over the place. And about two minutes later, I had to tell my husband, Marshall, they need to leave. Mm -hmm. I can't spend time with them right now because I hurt too much and my, I, I can't handle the stimulation. Mm -hmm. Now that's an extreme case, but it absolutely stuck with me that if my health isn't where it is, because I've been fortunate enough to be very healthy the rest of my life, I wouldn't necessarily know that. And so knowing that when I don't, when we don't have our health, we can't even enjoy the time with our family. And so that experience has just made me absolutely passionate about making sure that right now teachers that I'm working with, so when the smallest things happen, when they have a really rough day with behavior in their classroom, they already feel stronger than that. So they didn't, you know, they're not already taking Advil that day because they had a big headache when they woke up and then they come into their classroom and they're feeling just tired that you're already feeling 100%. So when the smallest things happen, you can still deal with and enjoy the people in the room. So that's, that's why I continue to do this. And every time I think, oh my gosh, it's too much. Why am I doing this? I just think about that story and I look at the teachers in my own building who I love already and I've only been here since six months and I just want all of them to be able to give their students um, everything they have and when they are better then they have more to give. Yeah so what uh, that story is so impactful thank you so much for sharing that that was that is that is that is extremely I can't even imagine to, to suffer that loss and, and then to go through that kind of stress and to yeah. have already had the, um, to have already made that, those investments in your health and how much that impacted your recovery. Huge. I it's know. It's huge. It's huge. So what would you say to a teacher, Holly, who, who does offer a bit of resistance or who is saying, I, I can't. I, I don't have time. What would you suggest to them as tiny baby steps towards a healthier lifestyle? I usually start with nutrition. Mm -hmm. So when people are worried about time for working out, we start with nutrition. Everybody has to eat anyway. And the nutrition plan that I follow is actually really simple to prepare and saves us time during the week. It's not a specific, let's, you know, you can do the measuring out your food one, but I follow a different one. It's called the to be mindset. Mm -hmm. And you, you just look at food groups and you mm -hmm. pick a really healthy choice that's going to nourish your body. Mm -hmm. And so I start there um, because we're doing it anyway. And then I teach people how to save time throughout the week. So you might spend a little bit more time Sunday planning, but then on Monday afternoon, you're not thinking about what you're going to have for dinner because you already know. Mm -hmm. And when you're planning all at one time, batch planning, similar to you, how you might batch plan your lessons, you're going to yep. batch plan what you're having for dinner and make sure you order your groceries. Mm -hmm. um, I don't do a lot of meal planning or meal prepping on Sundays. I kind of do things throughout the week, but 
I walk people through how to do that in the course, the video course that comes with it does that as well. And then I remind people that your workouts, yes, are impactful. They're gonna increase your cardiovascular, they're gonna increase your strength, but most importantly, they're gonna increase your confidence. Because all of a sudden you have 30 minutes that you have done something for yourself and you did something hard and you accomplished it. And that 30 minutes of time isn't about getting, losing the weight. It's actually about giving you confidence. Mm -hmm. So we start with nutrition. When we have a little bit of success with that, 1% better every day, just one, 1%. And then we'll move you to let's go ahead and start workouts. Now, some people look at the plan and they understand, and I guide them through, well, maybe what could we find 30 minutes? Could you do your workout while you cook dinner like I did? Could you just wake up 30 minutes early because you're hitting snooze for 30 minutes anyway? Is there, is there a place and I can help people find that pocket of time? Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, if we plan our meals, we find that 30 minutes when we're not planning meals throughout the week. So that's kind of where I start. Um, and, and it's baby steps. That, that's how we do it. Yes, I know. Any, no matter what the size, any step forward yes. is progress. Yep. Right. So Holly, before we take off for today, is there anything else that you want to share with teachers or to leave them with today? You're amazing. The fact that you've chosen this profession and you show up every day means that you have the most giving and wonderful soul. And I want every single one of you listening to know that you're listening to this for a reason and your soul is worth it. Your soul and your body and your health and your mindset is worth the work, not just for your students and your family, but for you, because there's a lot burning in there. And, um, and one, one quote that I heard once, if you're, if you're burned out, it means you're burning. So it means you care. Mm-hmm. And, you know, teachers who don't care don't get burned out. They just stop. And so go with that and just be confident that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Yes. And burnout is a sign of uh, needed growth Yes, in some area. It's not a sign that you are a bad person. It's a sign that some changes need to be made. You're ready for some sort of change and, you know, getting more physically, mentally healthy could be the change that you need. I hope so. Holly... How is it that people can find you, interact with you, possibly get coached by you? Um, the, probably the easiest way is Instagram. I'm, I hate my handle, but it's the best I got. Um, at the happy, healthy teacher. And there's dots in between the the happy, healthy teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll see me right now. My Well, I don't know how long this, this podcast will be on for a while. Maybe I'll change my profile picture. I probably shouldn't say that. But it's <laughs> the happy, healthy teacher with little dots in between. And you'll know it's me. You'll hear my voice on my stories Mm -hmm. um, and you'll see what I do. There are some other happy, healthy teachers out there without the dots. So you have to dig a little bit, but that's probably the easiest way. Um, And then through that Instagram, you can link to get some free resources. You can kind of see what my coaching looks like. Um, Join my Facebook group, do stuff like that there. But I think Instagram is the best way, or you can email me at Happy Healthy Teacher MN, that stands for Minnesota. So Happy Healthy Teacher MN at gmail.com. And I just have an open email. So email me anytime. I love it. I love it. And your stories are so inspirational. They're so fun. You just have such a positive energy about you. So 
Yes, you're so welcome. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate you sharing your story and your passion and your enthusiasm for getting healthy so you can be more disciplined and intentional throughout your day. You're welcome. And thank you for inviting me and doing what you do to help teachers stay amazing in their classrooms. Thank you so much. It is my pleasure. This episode, I don't know about you, but it's exactly what I needed. You know, hearing other people's story of struggle and triumph and challenges and how they came through these challenges in our life. Some of them we can't even imagine. It helps you to realize how important every single day is, especially now when we're stuck at home or safe at home, however you choose to look at our situation right now with the current quarantine, that every day, whether we're stuck at home or we're allowed to go wherever we want, it's a day to initiate lasting change. So whether it's change in your mental or emotional health, change in your physical health, if you need a reminder of how important even tiny action steps are just to get started, this is your reminder. All right, Burned In Teacher is here for you. Holly is here for you. You have people in your life that maybe you've never met personally who are rooting for you, who are cheering you on, and who want lasting change for you. So because initiating lasting change takes work, I have a freebie for you. If you go to burnedinteacher.com slash initiate, you'll get a free chapter of my ebook. Now the ebook is not uh, available anymore because it's going to be turning into Hacking Teacher Burnout here in 2020, but you can still get this chapter seven of the ebook that walks you through the steps of how you can create a practice and a routine for keeping yourself accountable while you're reaching your goals. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash initiate and take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Stay home, stay safe, and burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned out teacher to burned in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned and Teacher podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned and Teacher. Burn on.